How do you make it through the hard times in your marriages? Plus, I have a new pet lion, and we're at a new children's sponsorship ministry in Honduras. We are speaking about these things on today's episode of the Joplin and Andrea podcast and much more. So let's get started. Andrea, how are you today? I'm good. It's a great day. It's sunshining and we're all healthy. So it's a good day. Yep. You? A great day. I actually went golfing this oh, morning. that's right. And so went out with a good friend. Uh, I, I didn't even have time to tell you this, but it was the worst round of golf in the history of my life. And it's still a good day? Yeah, it's still a good day. Good, I, you know what? Good. I'm you... past I, my pride when it comes to sports and stuff. I'm not a, you know, I'm. I'm in my middle 40s now, so mm. no pride there. No pressure. I just had fun. Just, you just had fun. Yeah. Good. But true story. The worst I ever shot was 105, and I shot that, of all things, with a guy named Jeff Johnson, and I had never golfed with him, and I'm actually a decent golfer. If you don't know anything about golf, that's a horrible score, but I'm a decent golfer, and I'm telling Jeff I'm like mid-80s, you know, I'm not great, but I'm decent. And I went out and had the worst round of my life in Winfield, Kansas with Jeff. And I'm like, and I'm a preacher, by the way. And I'm like, this guy thinks he's got a lion preacher on his hands. <laughs> but that was the worst round of my life until today. Until today. You're big right. day. I shot 107 today. Oh, okay. Well, so, you just bumped it up too. Just bumped it up too. I mean. Yeah. But uh, anyways, enough of that. It is a good day. It's beautiful outside. Yeah. So maybe God is good. This is. is the day the Lord has made. And so, yeah. And I'm doing a podcast with my favorite person in the world. Oh, that's nice. And yep. so let's get to it. What are we going to be talking nice, about today? Nice. All right. Well, we're going to start off today with tips on making it through the hard times in marriage. End quote. Next line. <laughs> <laughs> little shout out there to president joe biden hey he's That's not right. the only one that gets caught reading the teleprompter That's happened right. here to the best of them <laughs> so okay seriously though we want to take uh we're going to do with the the tough stuff on the front end of the podcast today we're going to talk about tough times in marriage yeah because you will come up against them yeah uh, marriage is two people that uh, no matter how much they love each other we don't always see eye to eye. We were raised a little different. We see things from different angles. Uh, men and women are different uh, thinkers. God created men and women different. Men and women different. So you're going to have conflict mm -hmm. from time to time. We want to share with you guys some tips, six or seven tips, kind of bullet points of uh, if you're going through some tough times in your marriage. Here's some things you can do that'll make things better. Uh, Andrea, what's your first one? Uh, well, my first one is you could always opt to join a boxing class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so you're having trouble. I mean, that things might aren't work. working out. And so just look up the next local boxing place. That might work. And, you know, because get, get some of that energy out. Especially if the lady's the one that's really mad. Because most guys that have an ounce of integrity, they're not actually going to punch uh, and fight back. And so a lady could just kind of like let it all out on the oh, guy oh so you think the ladies will would let it out on the guy i would think so if hmm. she was mad enough hmm. i know you would you do no you oh, probably wouldn't say, huh join a boxing okay yeah honestly let that might not that boxing hey guy, listen you know? and we're we're working this out here in real time people that's probably a bad idea oh um all right yeah it's probably a bad idea okay no boxing no boxing clubs. and so let's let's 
let's bring it back in. Bring it back in here. All right. So I'm going to say one of the most important things when you're going through the tough times is to communicate. Yes. Which a lot of times we don't want to do, right? Not a lot of times you want to shut down. Mm-hmm. You're Especially angry. Especially me. Uh, I mean, people in general do. Yeah, they really do. They just they don't want to talk that, you know, you're frustrated. Sometimes we just think if we hold it in, eventually it'll go away. But um, talking is important for two reasons. Mm-hmm. It's important, number one, because it gives um, you the ability to communicate why you're frustrated and, and, and what you think is going wrong. It's also important. If you communicate is two-way talking, if you can get your partner to talk, you know what you find is that sometimes there's two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hearing the other perspective helps you see that sometimes it's not everything I thought that it was, you yeah. know. So yeah. um, what are your thoughts on communicating? Is it important? Yeah, I agree. It is, it is important. And I did chime in there and say that me, because I'm probably the one that doesn't, communicate as much and i just you know in the past have been like yeah it'll be okay but it never really goes away it just comes back up later if you don't deal with it so it's better to go ahead and communicate right off the you know get go and help get some resolve to it instead of just you know stuffing it away for a later date so communication is is big and i think that often we do see things differently and once you give the other person the opportunity to kind of share it does most of the time help you see things a little bit differently and I'm going to also insert before moving to our next point, not just communicate with each other. Sometimes it's really healthy to talk. And, and this is, this is the, the, the way that I would recommend first with a good friend. And it, this is really important that you have good friends in your life that will tell you the truth that don't just always jump to your side. I have a, a few really good friends in my life. And when it comes to marriage issues, I have one friend that I, I call constantly, well, we don't have marriage issues constantly, but he's the one I go to mm-hmm. when I have problems because here's what I know about him. He'll tell me when Andrea is just being, you know, wrong, but he'll also tell me when I'm the one being the diva and that I just need to, you know, back off a little bit, settle down, quit being a baby. He's literally told me those words before, quit being a baby. And it's really important if you're talking marriage advice and you want your marriage to last, I do like it when he tells you to quit being a baby. baby. Yeah, because Andrea, because when I am being that way, she couldn't tell me that or I'd probably be pretty rude about it. Or he'd need the boxing class. We would do the boxing class, exactly. But no, seriously, you need a good friend in your life that's willing to tell you the truth that you can talk with. Sometimes just talking stuff out is is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if, if needed, sometimes you really need to talk to like a professional Christian-based marriage and yeah. family therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot tell you the number of times that I've been like, Andrea, you need to go see a therapist. Yeah, over and over. No, I've never. No. I, I, I've never. You've never even suggested it. Uh, no, we're on air. I can't say that. I have actually suggested it, but it's not just Andrea. I'm the one that very first ever went, and I'm, I'm telling you, um, there is a time and place, brothers and sisters. So, sometimes therapy is kind of taboo. And, uh, you know, we, we think we're adults. We can work out our own problems. But honestly, sometimes you just need a good, solid Christian therapist to get you unstuck so that you can move forward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they help you see things about yourself that, that you can change that will help the situation. 
And sometimes they help provide context of maybe what your spouse is thinking. And, you know, anyways, do not be afraid to reach out and, and, and see a good Christian-based therapist. Um, sometimes it's one of the most important things for a marriage. So all of that in communicating, communicate with each other. Yeah. Have a good friend in your life you communicate with. And if necessary, get you a good, solid therapist that you can talk with is also so uh, let's continue moving right some tips on making it through the hard times Andrea what's next um I also think that another good thing that you can do is like aggressively house clean <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so hey I agree See? I think that's a great point yeah See? aggressively house clean yeah so if therapy is not till next week and you need it today you can aggressively house clean so t- t- tell us, how does that, it, it, when you aggressively house clean, does that help you? Yeah. How does it yeah, help you? Yeah. I mean, you got to get that energy out somehow. So if you're like doing the dishes, you know, you're going to make sure they're actually clean tonight. Yeah. I And I like a clean house. So uh, yeah, great. Aggressively yeah. house clean. Yeah. Uh, just See, a, t- a tip here really though. Really sweep that carpet. Hey, a tip here though, men. Don't ever suggest that to your wife. Like if you guys are fighting and you're like, I think that uh, we we need some help. (laughs) Um, I've got a tip for you, honey. Aggressively clean this house. Uh Probably not a great great tip either. So Andrea so far 0 for 2 on box. Get a boxing class, joint boxing class, and aggressively clean the house. There's nothing wrong with those two things, folks. Okay, They might not be like the key to fixing it, but... It might be a key to, you know, pushing you through till you get with that counselor. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So next. What, what do you have that's next? Next, I'm going to say that um, you have to be disciplined to pray and be in the word. They're two different things. And so let's start with prayer. Andrea, why is prayer an important discipline when we're going through tough times in marriage? Yeah. So prayer is actually my favorite um and prayer we need to pray no matter what um but being able to be in prayer just helps keep us with the right mindset with the right communication knowing that you know reminder of god can work it out he will work it out and that he does things when we pray and so um you know often when we've had struggles i've asked the lord to help me because sometimes maybe i'm not seeing myself the way i need to see me and you know if it's something i feel strongly on um that needs to change or needs to be different or you know with you just that god would help open your eyes if i don't feel like what i said went through clearly and so um just being able to have that connection with god and he can do things that we can't so it is vital in a strong yeah. marriage and especially during the season of difficulty yeah i don't think i could say it any better than that I agree 100 percent. and so i'm going to leave it at that but it's something you need to do daily mm-hmm. is is pray pray for yourself pray for your spouse pray for god to work out the situation when you're going through tough times in your marriage let's move on to be in the word um yeah. why why is it important to have some time set aside each day to be reading God's word? Well, God's word speaks to us, first of all. And um, then it reminds us too that God's always there and that he always has a plan and that he's always working in the midst of things. And so being able to just read his word and be constantly reminded. I know that I've suggested this to several people um, that I've kind of helped counsel here and there and because I do it myself. But when I'm struggling with something specifically, I will Google a scripture on that topic. And usually there's like 10 to 15 of them that will pop up. And then I try to pick my favorite 
favorite couple and just meditate on those whenever I'm struggling because great advice. God will do what he said he was going to do. And so even if I don't see it or feel it right now, um, I can trust that he will. I just have to keep moving forward. Yeah, I love that. So if you don't know a lot about the Bible, don't know where to go, one of the places as a pastor that I recommend people go to during hard times, whether it's marriage struggles or any other struggles, because uh, a lot of times you open up and it's like your brain doesn't work, especially if you're going through a very difficult time uh, in your career or marriage or whatever. I recommend that people, as, as at the very least, read one chapter from the Psalms and one chapter from Proverbs each day. Um, they're, they're chapters that don't really require context. Like you don't have to know what the three previous chapters said in order to make sense of that particular chapter. In other words, if you're going to read chapter 33 of Psalms, it's not really necessary that you've read the five chapters leading up to it in order to understand what's being spoken. And so you can just pick a random chapter and the chapter speaks for itself. The same is true with Proverbs. Mm -hmm. And so if you're out there and you're like, hey, Joplin, I've tried reading the, the Bible when I'm going through hard times and I just feel like I can't process any of it. Try doing one chapter a day of Proverbs and Psalms. So awesome. All right. Next, what are, uh, important tips when you're going through some difficult times in your marriage? Um, I like to try to be, um, like looking for the opportunities to just be together and do something. Um, you know, sometimes even when you're struggling, um, the most important thing we can do is try to figure out how to keep pushing through it and keep allowing the time to just be together. Um, whether you go and do something or whether it's just time at home, but we live in a world that is so fast paced that often, you know, when trouble arises, we don't have time for it. Yeah. Um, we just have to keep going to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And so um, being intentional about just finding the time to have it together. And um, even if that looks like you're sitting together at some kind of event, but you, you were going to do something else, you just intentionally decided not to. I think that just making that opportunity that you can be together, remind each other that it's not that bad, you know, that we'll get through this, that sort of thing is very helpful. Yeah. And also, so I don't have anything to add to that either. Um, other than it creates an opportunity to talk. Mm -hmm. And so some of these things go hand in hand. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, find time to be together, be intentional about it. Uh, two more things here, and then we're going to move. Uh, the second to the last tip here uh, comes from me, and that is keep perspective. Um, the devil is a liar, mm -hmm. and he will take situations and try to blow them up and often we think the worst, which is another reason it's very important to talk and communicate. And you almost always find out it's there's two sides to every story, and it's you know. So keep perspective. Um, everybody deals with issues. Um, do not let the devil make you think that just because you're having issues in your marriage that you know you picked the wrong one. We all have issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, just because Andrea and I might be in a season where um, we're disagreeing about something and it's just kind of awkward, I have to keep perspective. That doesn't mean she doesn't love me. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's you know going to leave me. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, she thinks everything I do is wrong. And so, but you have to be intentional to keep perspective. And most of the time, you'll find 
that things aren't as bad as what is what you're wanting to believe or or what your mind is trying to tell you yeah it's very true and then last point andrea um do what you can so if you're struggling today you're struggling next week um do what you can do what you know to do and what you can and just you know keep making the right steps in the right direction and even if it's not all of it today make sure you're doing some of it um and just relax knowing that it'll be it is going to be okay let's let's dig into this point just a little before moving maybe 60 seconds on my side 60 seconds Mm -hmm. on yours what does that mean to do what you can as a husband and as a wife i'll go first okay Right. So I need to know God's role, which is to love my wife as Christ loved the church and laid himself down for her. And so there are times I'm just being honest, folks, there's times that, you know, when we get in in arguments, I don't feel like being loving. And sometimes I have to, to tell myself it doesn't matter what I feel like. I have to do what I can do if I want this to get better. I have to do what I can do. I can't make her sir I can't make her do anything I think she should do. But I have to do what I can. Just do what God says. And so and that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I've got to know what God's told me to do and I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. And and after that, I have to be able to relax, right? And just know that there's certain pieces to any given, you know, relationships are complicated, life is complicated. Um, sometimes conflict isn't even right, but you know, between the husband and the wife, um, it's a situation with a child that they're both struggling with and they're just frustrated Mm -hmm. and they take it out on each other, but it really didn't have anything to do with either of them. And I have to recognize, you know, let's just say that's the scenario. I got to recognize, you know, I need to do what I can with that child, but I have to, I can't make the child be any certain way. And I have to be good to my wife. I've got, you know, I've got to, I've got to do what I know to do. And I've just got to relax and realize some of this stuff has to work itself out. So from a wife's perspective, you know, what, what can you do? What, what, what does that look like? Yeah, I'd say the same. And I also would say, just don't be afraid to have the conversations necessary because often they're the key that are going to help the thing, the whole situation move forward. And, um, so don't be afraid to, you know, address the things that are happening. Um, and don't be afraid to, um, allow God to work, you know, don't be afraid to say you're sorry. Um, I know that that's one of the biggest things that I always try to keep in mind is that, you know, I'd rather be on the side of saying sorry, and maybe I don't even need to, um, like, even if I'm not sure if I did something wrong, I'm always like, well, I'm sorry. Cause you know, somehow I contributed to this. And so just being able to, um, allow God to work through that perspective of me looking at me and taking the situation for what it is, making sure that I'm putting God first, um, each and every day, but especially on those days, you know, that you're really struggling, find time to be with God more and more. And, um, then at the end of the day, again, just relax and know that if you put the steps in place that God has given us, then, we just have to know that it's, it is going to be okay. And sometimes time is what we need. All right. So we had seven quick points. One was join a boxing class. I think we That's decided right. that might not be a great point. Number two was talk. Number three, aggressively clean the house. Uh, we decided that one might be a good point, I but don't tell your wife to aggressively clean true. the house. This is true. Um, next, we had pray and be in the word of God. Uh, next, make time to be with each other. Next, keep perspective and finally do what you can and and be okay with what you can't and just relax. So 
All right, guys, it's time to move on to the fun section of our podcast. Yeah. And today our theme is animals. And so we've got four kind of fun things to talk about concerning animals. We're going to start with this incredible reality, uh, this news. It's big. It's big news. I have a pet lion, like a real lion, and he is my pet, but he lives in the wild. Yeah. Uh, His name is Loku. Yep. And uh, I'm just really pumped about this. And I was okay with it. Yeah. Andrea was totally cool with it. Um, I got him for 25 bucks. Yeah. 25 bucks for a lion. Yeah. And not even, guys, this isn't even like a, uh, 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 a monthly subscription, right? It's a one-time cost. Hmm. And I have a pet lion. He has a pet lion. So I heard about this with our daughter, right? She has a, um, what does she have? Polar bear? Polar bear. Yeah. So we have a daughter that has a polar bear. She's been tracking this thing for a while. And uh, recently. like a year and a half, I think. Recently, we were at um, the beach on somewhat of a vacation, kind of a pastor's retreat with two of the other pastors in our church, a good friend of ours, Chris Hernandez, his family, Bryson Ramsey and his family. And Hallie started talking about her pet polar bear. Yeah. And uh, Chris Hernandez was just like, you know, this that, that thing's a sham. Uh-huh. And how do you even know it's a real polar bear? And so we started looking into this. Yeah. And I was pretty convinced it was legit. So I bought a lion. Right there on the spot. Right actually. there on the spot. And yeah. it was kind amazing. Fueled Chris's fumes a little. Yeah, he does not believe it's a real lion. Uh-huh. But I'm going to tell you, I kind of think the guy's jealous. Yeah. Because I have a pet lion and he does not. Yeah. So I'm considering getting him for a Christmas. pet for Christmas, for Christmas or his birthday or something. I just have, I don't know if I'm going to get him a lion. I might get him something that's not as cool, like a penguin. I do too. I think something not as cool or is an ostrich. kind of what he deserves now. Something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, hey, shout out to the company. It's called Follow, spelled F A H L O. Yeah, and if so y'all, you y'all, can log on to your phone and like track it. Yeah, you can track it, see where it's at, see yeah. where it's been. Um, it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. And so I've never He's on our fridge. I got Loku is on our fridge. Yeah. You know, I think about him every day when I walk by, like, what? Yes. I wonder what my lion is doing yeah. today. So pretty cool big, deal. Big deal. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So also, speaking of animals and the beach. Yeah. Andrea, for the Bad first deal. time in her life, got stung by a jellyfish. How was that? It was awful, actually. Yeah. So we were at the beach, and there was jellyfish, like, quite frequently all over the place. And um, I was sitting along the shore um, with the girls, and one washed up, and it stung me a lot. Like, a lot. On both legs and on my ankle. And it was bad. It was, uh, it burned, and it stung, and it made me want to cry. And I wasn't quite sure what to do. Wow. Yeah, I had to run inside and like rub or get warm water to put on it. It was uh, pretty bad for probably about 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. And then after that, it was just like this light, annoying Mm -hmm. sensation. But I am really sorry to hear that. I I actually think everybody that was watching it was very comical. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I just, what I don't understand I just is was this, really glad it wasn't one of the kids. You, you said. It did hurt. You really were bad. sitting on the beach and a jellyfish stung you. I, I mean, how it did like this happen? It like jumped out of the water. It jumped out of the water. Yeah. There was like eight of them. That does not happen. No. I was like sitting along the shore 
where the water just kind of like gets you let wet on your legs. You okay, know? now I understand. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I was just sitting there, and we were chatting, kind of like still cooling off in the water, but not submerged. Mm-hmm. There was also sharks everywhere. Okay, so we had to be on the lookout. That's true. We so saw like, like an eight or nine lifeguarding footer. on the shoreline. And then I got stung by a jellyfish that just came up and stung like both sides of my legs, my ankle. Holy cow. That's a large jellyfish to get both sides of your legs. Did that thing like wrap around you like an octopus? Wow. Um, no. It did not? Mm-mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a jellyfish? I have. I was there. I saw a bunch of them. It's big. Yeah, it yeah. was a big one. I saw little ones. I didn't see it, actually. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> you didn't see it? I didn't even see it. <laughs> okay. But you got stung by this I, massive I, jellyfish that you could not see. <laughs> yes. Wow. It was That's a impressive, big deal. especially considering that where we were, the water was clear. I mean, you could literally see four or five feet I wasn't feet even deep. paying attention, okay? Okay. We were talking. All of a sudden, all I know is like excruciating, like burning, stinging is like happening to my leg. Holy my cow. Legs. And I had. That's almost like that stealth mode up. dog bite you got last year. I still have a scar from the dog bite. I know. I, but it did, remember, it was stealth I mode. I can show you it where the dog lives. And the owner didn't even know. Remember? Now you got attacked by a jellyfish you didn't even see. Yes. I know. And I that's did, terrible. You're, you're not. Yeah, you know, that's sad. I could, I mean, that's He horrible. was not even around when I got stung by the jellyfish. My daughter kind of chuckled like it was a little funny because I took off running because it hurt so bad. Well, it had I to have happened. I was glad it wasn't I, I, one of the kids. Yeah. But, gosh, I'm sorry you guys were not all there so that you could have seen it play out, but it did happen. So, okay, also speaking of animals, in this case, bugs. Yeah. Amazon in Texas got shut down mm. because of a bed bug infestation. They did. Yuck. So, so watch, watch out for your Amazon watch packages, your Amazon folks. packages. I know. When I did got, this happen? Just yesterday, recently? Yesterday? Mm-hmm. Wow. This week. So watch for your Amazon packages, peeps. Yep. Hmm. Maybe leave those outside for like a couple days. Put them in a trash sack. Okay, finally. Know. So what's the final animal we're going to talk about? Ah. We got a rat. Pack rat. Pack rat. Man, they tried so hard to catch that thing. I was in Honduras when they first discovered it, and so I was gone yeah. for like a week, and, and they set out like 9, 10, 12 traps. Yeah, there, there was more traps throughout the day. Um, each day became more traps and different kinds of traps, and this thing just outsmarted all of them. Yeah, he was a tough little yeah, sucker. Yeah, my son saw him twice, and he just like didn't even really care. Originally, we thought it was just a mouse, but... Then we figured out he was a pack rat based upon the fact that he didn't really want anything to do with our kitchen where you'd think most mice would be. Instead, he was like in just random spots like the bathroom. And and taking random things. Yeah. Doing what pack rats do. Yeah. But we had 12 regular traps out and I had eight glue, like glue traps. Yeah. And he did not get caught on any of them. Yeah. We did finally catch it. Yep. He's gone. Yep. He's no longer part of the house. Let me tell you how we caught it in case you have this problem. Okay. So a friend of mine gave me um, some bait like that you put in your barn, like barn bait. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Jody because she's the one that saved, I think saved us actually. She saved us <laughs> she from this saved pack rat. Us. It was a big deal. Wow. Um, but the, the bait, they eat it and then it makes them really thirsty. So then they leave wherever they're at to try to like go outside and find water. Mm-hmm. And this 
uh, pack rat had actually eaten some of this bait and then I think it made him lazy or he was looking for water or something. And Joblin had actually bought like two extra or four extra kinds of traps. And he ended up getting caught in this trap. Yeah. Yep. Same night as he ate the bait. Yeah. So, so no more rats no in the Emerson household. We're happy about that. Oh, uh, we and are so, very happy about that. Yeah, we've had he enough. He thought he was going to live with us for a while. Yeah, we've had enough, uh, enough rats for a while. Yeah, forever, actually. All right, so hey, last portion of our podcast, guys. Uh, exciting news. Our ministry is continuing to expand on the mission front. As I think we mentioned last week, we've got a mission house, or Matt, last month, excuse me, got a mission house in Honduras. Uh, currently, we're building four bathrooms and uh, getting ready for teams. We're going to start running our teams through the mission, Extra Mile Mission House. But we are pumped to be introducing or adding a new child sponsorship ministry in a church in this little village called Guanteque. It is still out near our other two ministries, but we've had two child sponsorship ministries for the last four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are pumped. We just added uh, this new church, about 45 kids. They're not up on the website yet. No, nope, we're but, working on but it. But they though. will be soon. Uh, we've got all the information, pictures, all that type of stuff. Uh, we're just in the process of getting all that info loaded into the website. And here in the real near future, uh, we will have additional kids up for sponsorship. Pretty, pretty cool deal. Yeah, real cool. We had the opportunity this last summer to uh, host a VBS there one day. And so we did kind of get to work with them a little bit, get to know a few of the kids. They were an awesome church. They were super awesome. A lot yeah. of energy, super good leadership. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to start working with this church. Yeah, yep. They're in the same area. So we are very pumped about this edition. So guys, as ministry continues to expand, so do our needs. And I want to encourage you, if uh, you have a heart for missions, a heart for helping us expand the kingdom, encourage you to go to Extra Mile Missions. Uh, You can support by donating there, um, sponsoring kids, Mm -hmm. which right now I think it's max sponsorship. But as soon as we add these kids, there'll be kids that you can sponsor. There's a handful of ways that you can help. And for more information, just simply go. And all of our trips are up there now. All of our trips are up. Join us on a trip. Yep. Uh, Now that we have our own mission house, legitimately our mission teams will be a support to Extra Mile Mission. So you can join us on a mission trip. And not only get the experience of the mission, but help Extra Mile Missions um, be able to fund a lot of the work that we do. So yeah, a lot of excited. different ways to help and encourage you. If you are interested at all, go to extramilemissions.org. You can learn more there. Yep. All Is right. that it for our show today? I think that's it. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. Andrea and I got a boxing class to get to. That's right. Right after we aggressively clean. So we will see you all next month. We drop a new podcast the last Friday of every month. And so this is September's podcast. We'll see you guys in October. 